my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six-month backpacking trip with her three-year-old daughter. We just rupees 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. <laughs> Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopRest.com. Hey everyone, I'm Neha Dhupia. Today, uh, I'm not here as much as an actor, but I'm here as a parent and someone who's a very concerned one. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, child exploitation imagery. And uh, again and again, we're going to reiterate the fact and how we should not share it and report it. Joining me in conversation today is Uma Subramanian, founder and co-director, RM India Initiative. Hi, Uma. Hi, Neha. Thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> Uma, you've been like the driving force behind conceptualizing RM. Like, you know, you've you spent almost eight years uh, doing what you do. You want to tell our viewers and our listeners, um, you know, what you do, how RM was formed, and more importantly, why it was formed. Uh, so the RM India initiative, the main focus of the initiative is to ensure that children are protected from sexual offenses and all kinds of harm. Uh, and I think one of the most important thing is that in a country like India, because of the stigma around sex and sexuality, the conversation around sex and sexuality doesn't happen. Uh, due to which there is sort of a conspiracy of silence and sexual abuse has been a part of our life since, uh, you know, generations. So the RM India initiative uh, was started in 2013 to address some of these specific gaps. Uh, what we did was we started uh, filling the knowledge gap in the issue. So we have the National Resource Center, which is uh, India's first national resource center on the issue. So if you're a parent, you are anyone basically who wants to know more, wants to start this conversation in your community or family, you can start there. What we also started doing was we started working on the ground with victims with systems, uh, with the law enforcement agencies to understand what are the challenges that it comes uh, to when you actually start implementing the law. Um, and in 2016, which is the most important piece of our work, and I think that is why we are here to talk about it, is we uh, launched the first hotline in India to report child sexual abuse uh, imagery, which for want of a better word is understood commonly as child pornography. Uh, so because India didn't have a mechanism uh, as such. So we basically work on both ends, prevention and response, uh, dealing with victims, parents, institutions, government, and other stakeholders. 
You know, Uma, you did say that um, you have, uh, you know, put in eight years and then, um, you know, and in 2016 was when you actually uh, put forward or actually brought together a hotline, which is something that is um, of, of such, um, you know, it's of great use when it comes to child exploitation imagery um, and, you know, how it can be controlled and why it should be controlled. And that's why, you know, one of the things I want to, like I said, that we will be saying this a lot. Um, please don't share it, report it. That's the most important thing. We actually think that we're doing the right thing by sharing it and this is happening, but it's also hurting um, the child at so many levels because it doesn't take any, it doesn't take more than, um, you know, microseconds now for something to go viral. So, so there are ways of protecting um, the child. And I think that at, at RM, you guys are doing a great job. Now, before we go further in conversation, I want to introduce... Um, someone else who is, uh, you know, who's who's very familiar with the digital world. She's a parent herself. She's had some great conversations, whether it's understanding the physical and mental health of your children, parents. Uh, she runs a fantastic community called, um, she runs a fantastic community called Kids Stop Press. Uh, we've got Mansi Zaveri. Hi, Mansi. Hey, Neha. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you, Mansi, for doing this. You know, Mansi, one of the reasons why we had you here because you have such an important voice when it comes to parenting and, uh, you know, the 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 parenting community, which no one thought would would become, uh, you know, so digital and so big in every conversation, and especially now that we're locked in, just happens on the phone. Now, that's the good side of it. You can tell us something about that because. Uh, soon after this, we will be discussing the flip side of, you know, parents and children being, um, you know, um, as a part of the digital world and how we can make it better for them. Uh, you want to tell all our uh, viewers and our listeners as to as to what you actually do through Kidstop Press. Right. So it was it was something I started out of a very, very important need, which was to connect with parents, like minded parents online understanding that the Indian landscape on how we raise our children, whether it's physical, social, cultural, is so, so different. And that's why the conversations that I missed having with fellow parents or searching online and finding no answers is what I created with Kids Stop Press. Just a trusted place where that helps me, that empowers me to make informed choices is what Kids Stop Press is. And I must say, um, eight years on, it still continues to do exactly that, empowering parents to make informed choices. Um, you know, that's so fantastic. And, uh, you know, we follow you and you guys are all doing a great job. But I want to understand that, do you, could you throw some more light as to how we can better equip parents into understanding what platforms uh, children are on and which ones are actually good uh, for children? Right. So I, you know, just taking a cue out of what Uma said, as parents at home, our job is to fill those knowledge voids that exist, right? The I, I think uh, I would say um, it's not about it's it's not about keeping your children in the dark, but having those conversations. Protect them, protecting them is not a long-term solution. You know, I I remember this podcast that I was listening where Michelle Obama spoke, and she said, "Listen, I have to give them the value system. I have to give them the knowledge, and then." They are going to make their mistakes. They are going to bang themselves into glass walls, which they cannot see when they're young. But before, but when they do, if they know how to pick themselves up from there, then I feel like I've done, you know, I've done a good job, right? So I think 
key and important thing for us as community stakeholders is to keep our children informed, have the right conversations with them, keep the corridors of conversation open, um, and make sure that they're aware about the perils of being online. And Neha, yours and my job, our kids see us online all the time. So they are far more at an advantage because they know that, you know, she does this for a living. This is what it takes, but she's not posting every moment of our being on that. And we have the ability to explain to them that, you know, um, example, I saw my daughter's friends posting something and, you know, they tagged their location there, right? not required. I quickly did not say, don't do this. Hey, you know what? This is great. Maybe they shouldn't have tagged their location because they were all alone at that mall. And, you know, it could have been used otherwise. So yes. I think the key is to just explain them that, um, and, and, you know, it's not about, I mean, I'm not saying I'm doing everything right, right? Because I think every day there are new updates and new, new technology. But I, I think the key is to tell them that um, to have the confidence as parents that when things go south, your children should come and be able to come and speak to you and you know look at you as a solution provider more than someone who's going to scream and shout at them. I totally agree. You know what you said something so important about you know the location or little things that we need to make sure that I, I mean you know the thing is they are going to uh, bang into those glass walls. Now I I want to go to you Uma for a minute over here and. Um, you know, the, the whole child exploitation imagery, how does one, I, I mean, I'm going to keep saying this, that let's not share it, report it, but why is it important not to share CEI content? Right. Uh, I think one has to understand that when you are looking at child sexual abuse imagery, you're looking at a crime scene. You know, let's let's put it that way. So you're actually, yeah. you're not watching porn. You're actually watching a crime scene for which probably one child or many children have been groomed, they've been betrayed, they've been abused. And that content that you're watching is actually used to keep them in the cycle of exploitation, you know? So children are actually being harmed in this process. And the more you share it, you're actually also feeding into this entire principle of demand and supply. The more people see it, the more it's produced, the more it's supplied, you know, and the that's what they abuse, want, uh, right? Absolutely. That, that's what they want. Uh, and I think one of the most important things uh, is that, you know, when you share it too much, it's more difficult for analysts to take it down. If it's on multiple platforms, you know, multiple websites on the public internet, it just makes people's jobs harder. And also think about the repercussions of people in your uh, uh, you know, in your circle. So you are sharing it thinking that I want to raise awareness, but ha have you thought about what kind of a trigger this is going to be to your friends who probably are not ready to handle something like this, you know, who are, who are not ready to sort of, uh, you know, do that. So I think the repercussions start from legal, which is, of course, you can be penalized, you can be punished if you're even browsing it or seeing it, uh, sharing it, etc. But it also goes more than that. It's unethical. Uh, you know, it hurts the dignity of children who are involved in this. Uh, and it's basically also used for grooming. So what we are seeing, Neha, in a lot of our cases is abusers. One has to understand that there is no line between online and offline, right? Because a lot of cases overlap. So abusers are using this content to actually desensitize children and sexually abuse them and make a video of that as well. So it actually is also used as a tool for grooming. So 
do not share it like you said neha very correctly i think the only right thing to do is report it as much as you can in as many platforms as you can yeah because that was that was going to be my next question what are the measures that people can take when it comes to this kind of content what is what are the other measures like you said that you know just go to as many platforms and then report it is that the solution is there anything else that one should do i mean uh, there are two aspects to it first is reporting to so report to the platform in case you're coming across this particular content on a pornographic website or on platforms like facebook instagram whatever social media platforms make sure you're reporting it to the platform the other sort of uh, avenue for reporting is you can report it anonymously uh, to a government of india hotline that they launched uh, it's called cybercrime.gov.in you can also report it to the rm india hotline that we run Uh, where again the idea is we try to take that image down as soon as we can because we have to understand the victim's healing don't doesn't start unless and until the image is taken down you know absolutely uh, so you can do that in the online space offline if you're seeing children in imminent danger there is something in the country called as oxo ebox which you can access and report it it's a government uh, run sort of service and there is the child line helpline which is 1098 but uh, let's just understand that a lot of these cases are not as simple and straight as you know there is an abuse it's reported and it's taken other a lot of complications it's an international crime that happens but not to say that it's not possible to take it down and to rehabilitate victims I mean and that's why we're here we're having these conversations and these conversations are very important and they need to be had as parents as people who are using social media we're using we're part of the the whole you know um, ask you you're a parent you run a parenting community um keeping children away from their mobile phones or tablets and all of that isn't the solution what do you think that one should do now you know when you hear something that uma says it's you know instantly the first thing you go as parents and and maybe because i'm i'm also somebody who who kind of goes to the extreme and i'll be like hey you know let me um just just um make sure that i don't give the phone or or um, an ipad to my child that's not the solution what do you think that how do you think we can actually uh explain it to our children especially when they're younger without actually scaring them away because great things also happen on the web like you know there are wonderful things yeah. that happen you know through social media Yeah. So I would say Neha that it's not like a one time formula but a repeated routine, right? Uh and it starts with really really small things like, you know, I made a mistake in school or I forgot to hand something in or I missed my homework. Now it's trust in these little things that will help build trust for the bigger things, right? Um yeah. and it's how you react in these little situations that'll make all the big difference, right? they don't need to see you as people who will add to their problems but people who will give solutions and i always practice this thing with my kids which is called the trust triangle right which is you always value add to their problem uh, value add and be part of a solution right so they see you as solution providers second is validation or previous history right so they're seeing that oh mom helped me the last time she will help me again right so they constant this this testimonial to fact that you've been a solution provider and the thing is, and the third is repeat action and pattern right this way you're constantly building trust with your kids for them to come and say that listen you know what if things go wrong come and speak to me so if they see something that they're not supposed to see or they feel like is this even appropriate for me because you're not going to be there for them all the time they will come and tell you so that's about how you go about building trust 
the other bit on 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 scaring them is i think you know and covid covid has been a classic example of teaching kids the power of social media we we brought together resources whether it was medical physical financial all of that through social media they saw what each one of us was doing with our instagram handles or with our facebook handles or with whatsapp now they've seen that power so i i don't think that they need to know that the internet or social media or being online is bad because they've seen that right um what we need to do is also not make it seem like a broccoli and ice cream because the minute it seems like a broccoli it'll not be desirable if it's like an ice cream it'll always be desirable right so not doing that for any bit of it to scar them because at some point in time they are going to be on 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 social so i would say that it's always very important to communicate the benefit and also the perils so they're making informed choices because at any point in time they will have two roads you know two roads will diverge and they will need to make their choices but if your voice kind of plays in on that moment i think they'll take the right um, sort of decision on that yeah no and yeah. I, and that's really yeah sorry um the, yeah. Uh, sorry uma you were saying something yeah i was just wanting to actually add to what uh, manchi said just if i may i think the yes, entire please. thing that she talked about is uh, you know the spectrum that parents need to learn which is the risk opportunity spectrum that your children are going to take risks does not mean every risk is going to land them uh, in danger similarly there are lots of opportunities does not mean all the opportunities are going to be beneficial for your children so can we just understand that there are risks there are opportunities and uh, the most important part uh, conversation beautifully put manti in terms of the need for it but i think victim blaming which is blaming your children and we we have had an on ground case where a boy was unfortunately sexually abused and uh, his uh, you know images were out there he did everything by the book everything all safety measures taken all precautions taken all privacy you know measures taken and yet it happened and how do we react when that happens you know when they make that mistake i think completely no to that kind of a blaming uh, for our children and no censorship i mean i just wanted to sort of uh, add that to what manchi beautifully sort of put did you say no censorship uh yes i said no to censorship because i think okay. one of the reactions and we have to understand it in layers mia in uh, in south bombay or in places like bombay you know there is this uh, you can moderate right but in places you go outskirts of maharashtra they are going to snatch the phone from the girls so what is the kind of censorship that we are looking at you know so we have seen children who have to had they given away gadgets they've had to completely come out of social media platforms because they made a mistake no uh, okay so we're going to talk a little more about that uma but i'm i'm going to just go to mansi um because there was a question that was ringing in my head when you were saying mansi about so you know i i just want to know from you that you're somebody who runs a parenting community and you started off by saying that our children see us on social media i have a parenting community as well of course you know we we talk about different things but the fact is that physically what goes on um you know behind the scenes literally is they see us on the phone a lot they see us uh and and as far as we'd like to believe and because we know we're doing the right thing they see us doing the right thing on the phone and and using this as a medium to actually amplify the things that we believe in but when it comes to children um or you know a community of children or like you know your your if if your son or daughter comes home and then they have like you know five other kids with them 
what is it? What are the rules? Where do you draw uh, the line as a parent, as somebody who's aware of what goes on digitally because you have a parenting community? What are, what are the rules? It's really hard. Let me just be straight <laughs> up. Let me be really honest and say, um, you know, rules without a relationship will always equal to rebellion, right? So you can be by the book, you can create all the rules, but if you don't have that relationship to communicate to your child, why are you making those rules? It'll be, it'll, it'll just go straight out of the window, right? So my kids, Nea, have seen me be in front. I mean, they see, they know my Instagram screen time. They know my Facebook screen time. They know how much time I can spend. Can we ask you time. quickly, how much is it? <laughs> Yeah, so I spend on an average about two, two and a half hours on Instagram every single day. And example, I'm going to hop on a, on a live right now and that's included, right? But they know that it's for work. They know, they see me talking the numbers. They see, you know, what, what is she really doing behind? And somewhere I feel that, you know, it's, it's let, me, let me put it this way, that they know that this is her work. Right. So that's that's a one big plus. I've never I've never put their pictures online. I mean, you'll never see front up faces. You'll always see profiles. You'll see blurred images simply because I understand. And because I come from an informed place, I understand that I am leaving a digital footprint every single minute. Yeah. Right? So that digital footprint better be better be good right so you will never see locations tagged you will never see their school like I know parents tag the biggest mistake parents drop day one of school and parents will put the name of the school in the in the location right and then you're writing your child's name then you write great and then you'll have thousand other people saying hey congratulations what are we doing right um so why are you leaving a digital footprint which could be and, you know, I had done a live with um, Tara Bedi of Instagram and she said, Mansi, I, as an Instagrammer, never put my location when I am in that location. I always put it after I've left the location, right? Simple things like this, because my kids listen in on all my lives, they know it and that's why they pick it up even better. But I would say that the key is you've got to follow follow what you're preaching because otherwise they're going to give it back to you. They may listen to you at four, five, six, seven. I have a 12 year old, they're going to give it back to you at some point if you're not following the line yourself, right? Um, so I think there are no rules. You got to make your own rules, what defines your core. Um, and surprising people would think that, okay, my daughter's already on, you know, and, and I think the policymakers really have a reason why they have what, you know, the, the rules of the right age, et cetera. And I think, um, I think a lot of great kids organization or young adult organizations like the WILAC who's collaborating with Instagram is doing some phenomenal work in ensuring um, that, you know, there is a lot of positivity that goes around and it's social for good. You know, uh, Mansi, everything that you said has been has been so wonderful and the and the rules that you laid out as a parent and uh, what's great is that, you know, you, 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 you do say that you can't take them away from social media, but when you're actually getting them closer to social media, you can teach them how to use it the right way or even if it means using the internet the right way. And, uh, you know, you have a parenting community and through you, uh, we can uh, actually reach out to many parents. Thank you so much, Mansi, for talking to us and uh, being a part of this conversation. It's a very important one that needs to be had now and even for the future. Um, thank you for your time. We know that you have to spend more time on Instagram, so we're going to let you go. And thank you for your wise words. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Neha. Thank you, Uma. And guys, like Neha said it, I'm just going to close it with that. Report it. Don't share it. Right? 
Absolutely. So good luck, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. As always, if you love this episode, don't feel shy from sharing your favorite moments and key takeaways from this episode with a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. It's at Mansi.Saveri and at Kids.Press. Oh,